Sister Carolyn Gornikowski, a Benedictine sister of Erie, Pennsylvania, has been a retreat leader and spiritual animator for more than 30 years. Welcome to her conversations and interactive reflections on creation spirituality. May they deepen your love affair with creation and lead you to meet God, self, and others through a new lens. Learn more about the Benedictine Sisters of Erie at eriebenedictines.org. Siri informed me that Lent refers to the period prior to Easter. In the Western churches, it spans the weeks between Ash Wednesday and Holy Saturday. Those who follow this tradition enter into days and weeks of fasting, abstinence, and penitence. From being a child to being an adult, an elder, Lent has meant a wide variety of activities and disciplines. Note, listeners to this podcast under the age of 30 may have little or no memory of the following practices during Lent. For example, all the statues in church were draped with purple cloth. The altars were stripped and remained bare throughout Lent. In the liturgical rituals, the Alleluia was never spoken or sung, and the music became more somber. Additional times of prayer were established and required faithful attendance. Abstaining, meaning restraining from what is enjoyable, included a very wide range of disciplines from no candy, sweets, desserts, alcohol, movies, even the limitation of certain social gatherings. TV was at the time not in existence, maybe only in certain households. How can we forget the mite boxes, those small boxes given to school children and adults in church for collecting money to be given to charitable causes following Lent? As children, we were told the money would go to pagan babies, whoever they were or wherever they lived. Emphasis was on the penitential aspects, such as fasting and the denial of our self-indulgence. Personally, as a child, I did not look forward to Lent. It seemed to last forever, and it gave me a sense of foreboding, longing for it to end. Easter was the end point with all its corresponding celebrations. Looking back to these childhood days and how we marked the Lenten season, I would say that the focus was on external practices or ways of being attuned to how we might become holier. And here we are, here we are 75 years later in 2022. And Lent is upon us. Lent is here. Did you prepare 
prior to Ash Wednesday? Did you abide by the tradition of receiving ashes on your forehead when Lent began? Are you faithful in keeping the practices you chose to follow? Or have you had enough and have set your mind now on other things? Before Lent began, I did prepare in a couple of ways, as I had not remembered doing in past years. A few remaining signs of Christmas needed to be tucked away. I began to line up possible Lenten readings, and I even caught up on past correspondence to have time for reflection and meditative practices. On the first Saturday of Lent, during the Vigil of Sunday, I shared my reflection publicly on the Gospel passage from Luke. It's the story of Jesus alone in the desert for 40 days, tempted by evil forces. During Lent, I now find myself continuing the meditation of Jesus in the desert. There's been a significant shift in both my attitude regarding Lent and the practices that I follow. It seems now the emphasis is measured by internal dimensions. I bring my whole self, body, mind, spirit, to each present moment. Daily, I ready myself for the transforming resurrection by choosing practices such as mindfulness in my reading, contemplative sitting, exercising, walking, and in reaching out to others in need through charitable giving. As I record this podcast, memories of the last Sunday just prior to Ash Wednesday are still fresh in my mind. Since that was just a few days ago, the music seems to linger, and of course, the visuals. You see, a rectangular table was placed in the center of the chapel. Various objects that caught my attention were related to the scripture reading, a passage from Sirach, chapter 27, verses 4 through 7. Specifically, there was a sieve, a very large section of South African thorns, an authentic German plate holding grapes. In fact, a great abundance of large grapes from Puerto Rico. The sieve was from the USA and completed the diversity represented in this liturgical display. As the Syriac reader rose, another one of the sisters came forth carrying the sieve. Before the scripture passage was proclaimed, she raised the sieve gently shaking the small colored pieces inside to symbolize the separation of what is wanted from what is to be cast away. And then she walked around the chapel, holding high the sieve, shaking it 
so that the sound could call us to reflect on what is wanted and what is to be cast away. A significant part of the liturgy was the Alleluia song prior to the gospel. A very tall Alleluia banner was danced into the chapel while the assembly sang. It remained up front during the gospel proclamation. And then the Alleluia song came alive again. This time, the one carrying the banner exited the chapel symbolically removing the Alleluia until Easter Sunday, six weeks of Lent. At the closing of the liturgy, we sang, We shall be changed, the trumpets will sound. And we really sang strong and clear, the hope to be changed came from the depths of our hearts. For sure, the music does more than linger. It's awakening my body, my mind, my spirit, going deeper and deeper into the real purpose of Lent. I ask myself, like, what is the real purpose? It is the internal depth that is possible to reach with the grace of God. That's one part of it, the mindfulness. The other part is being moved motivated to the point that one's energy, led by the Spirit, goes outward to whatever and to whomever is in need. It's the connections made, the relationships formed, the works of loving service that is the second part of Lent's purpose. And when the Alleluia banner is danced back into the monastery chapel, and the Alleluia song returns, we know, we know then it's Easter Sunday. We experience Easter internally and externally. Within and all around, there's dancing, singing, celebrating with Happy Easter, the greeting of a new season where hope seems possible, where feasting replaces fasting where healing replaces penitence, where community replaces isolation, where the risen Christ brings comfort and joy, the end point of Lent arrives. The song continues, we shall be changed, the trumpets shall sound, the dead shall be raised, and we, we shall be changed. Yes, we did have a sister sounding the trumpet. And for all, Happy Easter. Alleluia, Alleluia. Sister Carolyn on Creation Spirituality is brought to you by the Benedictine Sisters of Erie. Visit eriebenedictines.org to learn more about the impact of Benedictine spirituality in our world and to offer your financial support that helps make our outreach possible.